Good evening. Good evening. If you would, turn back to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. And again, this morning, what we were doing, we were continuing on in looking at the different miracles of Jesus Christ and how each miracle proved his deity. And we began looking at the man who was deaf and had the stammered speech, the speech impediment caused by the deafness. And we looked at how Christ had cured him and healed him of this affliction. And we looked at, this morning, we looked at how when he was healed of being deaf, he was given understanding. He began to understand what people were saying to him. But we also see that the steps that Christ went through to give him understanding into what was about to be done to him. And tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to continue looking at this miracle, and we're going to look at how he gave the man speech and what that means. So what we're going to do is we're going to look back at the entire miracle, and then we're going to, again, just visit the giving of understanding to him, and then we're going to look at what happens after you get understanding and the, the giving of speech to this man. So again, look at Mark chapter 7, and we're going to look at verses 31 through 37. It's written, And he departed again from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and came unto the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis, and they brought unto him one that was deaf and stammered in his speech and prayed him to put his hand upon him. Then he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears and did spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, Ephaphatha, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened and the string of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain, and he commanded them that they should tell no man, but how much more soever he forbade them, the more a great deal they published it, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give us an understanding and insight into your word and just illuminate your word for us. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with those that cannot make it today, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that are on the prayer list, Lord, you know each name and each need. We lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight. Just illuminate your word for us and hide me behind the cross and give me the words to say, Lord, that the words that are spoken would be your words. And just bind down Satan. Let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now again, as we look back at this miracle, Jesus and his disciples had 
pretty much left the area of Tyre and Sidon, and they came into the area around the Sea of Galilee named Decapolis, or the area of ten cities, and it was named Decapolis because in that area there were ten cities. And when Jesus was in this area, the people started to to pretty much gather around Jesus. They wanted to be healed. And then, of course, people wanted to hear his teachings. And what happens is, if you look at verse 32, the, these people brought Jesus, a man who was deaf and had this stammering in his speech, the speech impediment caused by his deafness, and they wanted Jesus to touch and heal this man. And something that I didn't mention this morning, if you look at what they asked him, they said pretty much they, they begged Jesus to put his hand upon him, basically to touch him and heal him. So the people that brought the man to Jesus had faith that Jesus could heal the man. But what we see is, is when they brought this man to Jesus, Jesus takes the man aside, and again, he sticks his, his fingers in the man's ear, he spits, and then he touches the man's tongue and looked up to heaven sighed and said, be opened. And immediately this man's ears were open and he also began to speak plain. Now, looking back at verses 33 and 34, again, we see that when Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears, spat and touched the man's tongue, he was doing this to show the man what was coming, what was going to happen. He was pretty much symbolizing what he was going to do. Touching the man's ear, or putting his fingers in the man's ears, I'm going to give you hearing. Touching the man's tongue and spitting, I'm going to give you speech. And then he also, if you look, when he looked up to heaven and sighed, he mimicked prayer. And then he prayed pretty much showing that he was praying, showing where true healing comes from. So again, these were symbolic acts, and Jesus is demonstrating what he is going to do to heal the man and how he was going to heal him so that the man would understand. He wanted the man to understand what was going to take place because the man could not hear words. Now think about that. He couldn't hear anything. So when, when, they, when his friends bring him to Jesus to be healed, there is a possibility this man didn't even know what was going on. I mean, how could they have related to the man, we're going to take you to Jesus to be healed? the man probably couldn't even read and write as well. I mean, think about that. They, they didn't have sign language back then like we have today. <clears throat> so it was through actions, through actions that Jesus 
helped the man to understand what was going to happen. And then when Jesus healed him, he met the man's need, but he was also meeting the man's need by by showing the man what was coming, by symbolizing these acts. And after he had the brought the man apart and after he had the man's attention and showed what he was going to do, he showed that he was going to pray so the man would understand how healing was going to take place. And all of these things were done, if you think about it, in a way that it would increase the man's faith. His friends had faith in bringing him to Christ. But these acts would also help this man's faith increase because he is actually seeing what Jesus is about to do. He sees Jesus going through you know, the, the act of prayer And then when Jesus prays and says, be open, and the man is healed, immediately the man begins to hear and speak. And if you think about it, the first words that he hears are the words of Christ. So each step from the taking of the man apart from the crowd to the the sign when he is praying is to help this man's faith increase and also to increase the man's understanding of what is about to happen and to show that healing comes from God. So when we look at this, we see that the man now can understand because he can hear Jesus gave him understanding. And Jesus went through these steps to give the man understanding. But what happens after you get understanding? That's where the healing of the man's speech comes in. Now, if you look in the scripture, what happens is after he heals the man and the man began to hear and Speak, what does Jesus do? He commands them not to tell anyone. But think about the act of understanding and the act of speech. When we understand something, we can explain to others about what we understand. When Jesus loosed this man's tongue, he tells his friends and this man not to spread this abroad. And the reason he does that is he does not want people just coming to him for healing. He wants them to understand what he's saying. He wants to give them the message of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. Because remember, Jesus was going around telling them that the kingdom of God is at hand and that they needed to repent and be baptized. And he was also telling people how they could be saved by believing in him. He did not want people just coming to him or looking at him just as the guy that's healing people. So he commands them not to tell others. 
But if you think about how we understand now the words of God, how he has given us understanding and illumination through the Holy Spirit, we have mouths and tongues that are not tied. We do not have stammered speech like this man. Also, we have no such restriction on us. Christ has not told us, don't tell anybody. He's not told us, don't tell anybody. We have an understanding of the word of God, and this understanding shows that we know that we are to follow the commands of Christ. And what has he commanded us? Look over in the Gospel of Matthew. In Matthew 27, or I'm sorry, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and teach all nations. No longer do you have the restriction that he gave to this one man and his friends, don't tell anyone about this message or this miracle. He commands us, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, if you look at the go, therefore, and teach all nations, what he is saying is go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. How do we make a disciple? How did Christ make disciples? Before he sent the disciples out, they had to understand his teachings. They had to understand what they were going out to speak. God gives us understanding. And we gain understanding by believing on Christ, being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and then reading and studying his word. And we gain understanding through worship, through fellowship. And we also gain understanding by going out and sharing our faith with others. And when we go out and share our faith and bring people to Christ... And then if they receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are to disciple them so they too will gain an understanding of their faith. And then they have no such restriction on their speech as well. They're to go out and do likewise. And through discipleship and through sharing our faith, when people receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, you, you see a multiplication take place. Of a multiplication of believers. Jesus commands us to go into all the world and teach all nations and baptize the believers. We are to go and make disciples. 
He commanded the deaf man that was healed and his friends to be silent. We do not have that command. We're not under that restriction. But what happens? Well, it's the same thing that I mentioned this morning. We break commands. We break laws. When we're commanded to do something, we don't want to do it. Because humans by nature are stubborn. Humans by nature are sinful. Christ tells this man and his friends, don't go and tell anyone about this miracle. They go and tell everybody about the miracle. Christ commands us, go into all the world and teach all nations. And most Christians won't even go out of their house. I mean, think about that. We're not under any restrictions. We are to go and teach and share our faith. We can understand the commands of Christ. We're not commanded to be silent. And if you think about it, we have understanding and our tongues are not tied. Our mouths are not closed. Our mouths are open, our tongues are loosed, and we are to not be silent when it comes to the gospel. And because of this, we are to speak the gospel to all who will listen. So what we see is that the healing of the deafness shows how God gives us understanding and the steps that God takes so that we can understand. And if you think about all the steps that God takes so that we can understand his message, whether it's through him calling Sunday school teachers to teach Sunday school, calling pastors, calling deacons, giving us his word, the indwelling spirit, God takes specific steps so that we can understand his message. And that's what the healing of the deafness shows us, the steps God takes to give us understanding. And we see that in how he, he worked with this deaf man so the deaf man would understand what was about to happen. But we also see he helped the man to speak. He helps us to speak as well through the Holy Spirit. What is, it that he, what is it that he tells the disciples when you are before these councils and these governors and all these people? Don't worry about what to say. I'll give you the words. And he does the same for us. He gives us the words and the voice. And we're to use these things to share his message far and wide. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you give us understanding and that you give us mouths to speak. And Lord, I just pray that we would just use the, the things that you have given us to share your message. 
and that you would give us the strength to do these things. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship. And we come into this time of invitation. I just pray, Lord, that if there's anyone that is hearing this message that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <coughs> Number 280, Jesus, keep me near the cross. 280, come to